Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's CES week, CES, Nintendo Direct, and more. Good evening, Matt. Hello there. What's going on? Nada. I'm uh I figure if we do a preview on the top of things it might be better. I might I liked it. We'll do a preview, then I I'll say it. your name. Um I'm dying. Great. Great. I made it's that car- the carnitas. I sh- I sent you the Snapchat of all the meat. Yeah, you made uh it was a four pound shoulder. Five pound Five pork pound shoulder. shoulder. Dry rubbed. Um with various spices. Um slow cooked? Slow cooked for Smart ten man. hours. Then um, broiled. Ten. All right. So this is it's five pound shoulder, dry rubbed, uh, slow cooked for ten hours with onion and uh, pepper, and like I didn't use jalapeno because Samantha was against that clearly. So I grabbed. Um, she needs to. She needs to. This is the way. She needs to this learn. Is, this is the way. I grabbed a pepper. I can't remember which one it was, but it wasn't like habanero. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a sweet pepper, but they were like below. You know, it didn't have enough spice to really be of any. Poblanos, any I think, heat. are higher. Yeah, so. it was below a jalapeno, so that's all you need to know. Green peppers. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> it. I cut one up and ate it, and it tasted like a, a like a green pepper to me. And I was like, "Well, this is fucking pointless." Anyway, so I did that. Um, so much flavor, garlic, all that. So you cook it, shredded it, and then once it's shredded, you fry it in a pan oh. using the juices from the crock pot. As like, you know, to keep it from, from burning. So you get it a little crispy. Yeah. Normally people would broil it for the same reason. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly the same concept. So uh, it was amazing. It's amazing. It's delicious. Uh, the problem is I don't think my body likes it. I was. It's been a rough past couple of days. I've uh, almost thought about calling into work today. Um, I was I was half expecting when you sent me that, and you're like so much meat. I was half expecting when you showed up tonight to just have a bag of meat and be like, "You need to take this." <laughs> it, well, I would have, but since it has, like Samantha has not had any problems, with right? But because so it's clearly, destroyed your inside. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I didn't want to like potentially put someone else through the same thing. <laughs> But we've we've had it multiple nights now because we have so much of it. So like well, that's I've, your that's your problem. You're you're it's a good thing to do that, but what you gotta do is you gotta do that and then break it up with something. Yeah, so we did it and your typical carnitas the first time, which is the small taco, soft shell tacos, yep. you know, with whatever you want in there. The second night, Samantha made homemade Spanish rice, which was fucking amazing, by the way, with the pasta uh pasta. With the uh <laughs> 
tomato paste and like all this other shit. She, it was amazing. And I mixed it together. And then we had it like that mixed up. But um, closer to a, a burrito. Yeah, yeah. You could do. So I'm not 100% sure it's the carnitas, but that's my theory at the moment. So you know what your next step is? Carnita grilled cheese. That's a really good idea. You're actually. welcome. And you're we're welcome. gonna do we're <laughs> we're gonna do <laughs> whatever else you don't know what to do anything with anymore. Just text me what you've done, and I'll tell you the next step. We're gonna do breakfast burritos tomorrow. So, so here's the thing with the carnita grilled cheese, and I'll tell you, you don't have to do this for Sam's, but for you, get yourself a uh, some buffalo cheese, okay, and use that. That way, you get your nice like a little bit of spice to it mm-hmm. and everything. Mm. Well, for the Spanish rice, I added in um, the Valentino hot sauce, and that was, like, mm. amazing. Yeah. It was so good. The, pro- the only reason I say that is because usually if you do – if you were to add jalapeno straight up or if you were to add uh, a sauce, you'd get mm-hmm. a little bit runny of a yeah of a grilled cheese. And nobody wants a so, runny grilled cheese. Like, a li- like, you don't want to pick it up and it drips liquid off of it. That's not – you know. I don't, recipes- dunk, I don't dunk my grilled cheeses in tomato soup because I'm not a heathen. Yeah. The recipes <laughs> that I read said to put a whole jalapeno in, and I'm assuming you pull it out afterwards, you know, like kind of like that pot roast you made the one time where you had the jalapenos in it. Yep. And it just like added just the right yeah, amount of I, like I used it for kick. juices. I've been doing a lot of like, I know people can't see this. Crab hands. I've been a doing of. a lot of the like rubbing my fingers together to add. Yeah. It's, add value to my comments. Yeah, it's, it's just, a mix of uh, show me the money. Yeah, like and well, I have crab hands. And then if you turned your hand the other way and started doing bam, you'd like be doing the, salt, the bay salt bay or emerald lagasse, just bam and some seasoning on the place. Just bam. Yeah, so that's my life at the moment. Uh, does, I have anybody, not, does anybody around our age remember emerald, emerald lagasse? Anyway, I sorry, do. Yeah. Like, well, I guess I grew our age up, would, my, be the, would be the last step that yeah, does remember it. My grandparents watching it, and I'm watching it with them, and he's going, bam! You know, it was, like, it was the phase of right after him to, I don't need to watch Food Network again until Guy Fieri won Food Network Star, and I went, I will not watch. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, if you haven't ever... Oh, sorry. We need, to, we need to get, like, moving, but... Listen, we don't have a lot to talk about, That's so. true. Carnitas are delicious, and we could do an entire podcast on food, and we have before. We will again. Uh... The Guy Fieri meme level, I love, and I love that he embraced it. It's a great yeah. time, Flavor Town, the whole thing. Show me these crazy Hawaiian shirts with some frosted tips and weird facial hair. I'm all for it. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. As much of a meme it is, I will watch it all day. I mean, it's good. It's good. It's, it's a good time. It's a meme because it's good. Yeah, it's a good time, and it makes me either want to go those places. Or for some of them when they're like, yeah, so we just make this uh, 20-gallon pot of brine. And I'm like, all right, so what's the ratio if I want to make one <laughs> pot for – And I like trying to think of like, can I do that but only one thing? Or like, yeah, so we have this custom-made smoker. There's 20 different shelves in it. So and we cook 300 pounds of meat a day. And I'm like – I did this once. Oh. I did this. So he went to a place where they steamed – they made steamed hamburgers. They put ground ground beef and they steamed it. And that's how they cooked it. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I wonder if like, it's similar to sous vide it. it. I think it does do it to a certain degree because when it, it does not look pretty when it's. No, like, no, no, because it's it's gray. Yeah, exactly. So they had these like custom made things that held the meat and the, you know, and everything. So I may try to make my own with a tuna can. 
So I took oh. a tuna can. Oh, you you went you and, went. and I put the meat in there, and then like I created like a somewhat of like a double boiler, you know. And I was <laughs> like, guy for the hell out of the recipe. I was Did like, you also I'm only have a paper clip, a three foot piece of string. And whatever pen cap you found. Yeah, so essentially that's what happened. It did not work because, like, obviously. I wonder why. (laughs) It, like, just, it wouldn't, like, it didn't, the amount of time it would have taken to cook it fully was just astronomical. And, like, I had lost interest by that time. So, like. You're like, this would be a fun thing. Five minutes it didn't work. All right, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, that was basically what happened. I'm like, well, this didn't work. But there's another show. That's only to say, that's all for me to say there's another show he has called guys grocery games now you know triple d diner try this is triple g grocery games so what it is he has people come on they're in a grocery store for all intents and purposes he gives them you know whatever the challenge is rolls a die for like it has wheels to spin for whatever their challenges are and then they or maybe he gives them a budget and they just like go get it and they just disappear into the store to shop and then do everything and i'm like this is way better than other contestant shows because it's he's just a good host he's a good host it's a good fun time and you actually put them in a supermarket where like they're looking through you know even though it's a made-up supermarket they're actually like looking through like uh they're like trying to this meat sucks this meat sucks i do no come on give me a good one you know going through things and it's a it's a good time i that sounds i appreciate its concept yeah you should watch an episode sometime. Maybe we'll watch one next week. Now that we're done with The Witcher. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think uh, of so it? coin to you. Just sorry. What'd you think of it? It was a good time. Yeah. I'm pumped. Good. I'm pumped. I was... Uh, I think we've talked about it before the show, like before it came out, uh, that I was like, everybody bring your expectation back. Let's just kind of... Mm. Let's let it, let it be whatever yeah. it's going to be. And I... Went in with zero. I'm now pleasantly surprised. I was. I'm surprised by how little negative reception it's gotten. It's been predominantly the positive, one, and even like the one when people I, are criticizing it, right? Like, oh yeah, it can be a little like I don't know, whatever. And they're just like, but I don't care. I still like it, and yeah. I'm like, oh cool. Like, the the one like the one criticism, I guess, is the one person that skipped three episodes. Oh yeah, the yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dumb idiot. which can you imagine that now that we've watched it like skipping you would you'd, 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 you'd know nothing yeah you'd be like this is fucking stupid in a linear story and you're like i decided to read the, the first uh chapter of the book i read the last chapter and it didn't make any sense to me and you're like what <laughs> funny how that works it's like so they gandalf meets him and there's a ring And then he throws it into the fire. (laughs) Why did we need three books for this? And you're like, you dense (laughs) bastard. Uh, And I'll throw it out of the way for the show now. Uh, I'll get my F word count out of the way and just rack it up to a one. But the other than me loving how Geralt is written anyway, because he's just this emotionless, sarcastic at times tell you what it is guy mm-hmm. when him and Yennefer does it and stuff but whenever they get to like that situation where all of a sudden something's just kind of gone just wrong or like yep cool that's a bad thing that's about to happen or anything that just doesn't do as they expected or whatever and they just go 
fuck. And I'm just like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is me at work. I apply a solution, and then I just stare at it, and then it doesn't work, and I'm just staring at the computer now, and I just go, fuck. And then I just walk back to my desk to go figure out what I spent two days trying to figure out the first time. So uh, It's so just... I'm ready for season two, but it also is good for me because I'm ready for the next season in a lot of the shows I'm waiting for. Uh, the next season of Man in the High Castle, haha, good jokes, right? It's over. Uh, I did finish that, so I don't know if I talked about that before, but I did finish it now. Um, new Westworld season coming out, new Boys season coming out. Like the shows that I'm watching, I'm ready for season two. I'm like, I have something to look forward to now. Yeah, I still need to watch the second season of Jack Ryan. That's the next season thing to watch, and then I'm caught up on my season shows, and then it becomes, what did people tell me to watch, or were there movies I should have watched? clean up time for sure i uh i don't have anything that i've watched other than and you also haven't played any games yeah i haven't played any games um i have some things in my mind i've been toying with the idea of picking up a sim racer of some kind sorry if i'm sniffly but yeah it's me too for some reason uh i've been thinking about doing a sim racer allergies but yeah Um, i'm surprised i almost messaged you the f1 2019 was like 20 bucks or whatever on this during the steam sale i was like i mean that might be but i don't know i don't know if you really want to do an f1 one i had an f1 game a long time ago and i was really into it but like i don't know i kind of want to do you also uh, should have done motorsport manager i should (laughs) have just to get you into the crux of a simulation (laughs) management game i think i might do a set of corsa Ooh, interesting um but i don't know i'm intrigued because that's the one i know literally nothing about i've seen the videos and stuff like that but i've never watched or known anyone to have played one of those games that seems to be the most approachable the other one that comes up a long time is i think i racing but that one's like all in that one's subscription based it's really expensive and that's the one all like the real race car drivers drive like when when they're doing training yeah, like all the Formula One drivers, when you see them like r- fucking around, driving with each other and stuff online, streaming, they're usually doing that. That's what they're playing as iRacing. Um, because that one simulates like literally everything. Yeah, so. and they are probably like, all right, well, it's best experienced if you have a six thousand dollar rig yeah. that you're in the car for with a twelve paddle shifter, and you're like, what? What? No, I'm not doing yeah. American Truck Simulator. Which American Truck? Simulator, I don't know if you've ever seen a shift box on a. Big rig. That like like, it has like 18 gears. Like I think you can get ones that go to 36. Yeah. I don't know. Because they probably they have multiple not, transfer cases. So, yeah, like, it's just, oh. you know, you get the combination where it's like. Like, I don't drive manual anyway, but no. I don't need that. I don't need that in my life anytime soon. What else? Uh, anime. Yeah. Anime. I Typical. mean, I started. Uh, I, I watched a movie called uh, A Silent Voice. I saw that. Um and i didn't was, watch the movie i just mean i, I yeah. saw that you watched it it was really good it was not what i, I was expecting was it, it to silent be. it was not silent so no. it was about this uh it was about this kid bullying this deaf girl in elementary school and then like basically how it affected both of them which spoilers um they both ended up trying to kill themselves good so TLD, good tldr it was a movie about suicide Essentially, which was the part I was not expecting. I was not expecting it to be like... Nobody expects the Suicide Inquisition. I was not expecting it to be as dark as it was. But like the movie starts off and the kid's like... He's got this calendar with 
you know, that's goes halfway through April and then he scratched everything else out of April. Ah, and so then it's like, just a circ the last day like in that the, which was is normal was circled as final day. Yeah. And then like he sold all of his like belongings and his room was empty and he has a big wad of money that he gave to someone. I'm like, okay, this guy's gonna kill himself. Right. Clearly. Yeah. Like <laughs> so Yeah, it was good. I didn't expect it except for all the signs where I should have expected it. Yeah. And that kicks you know, that kicks it off. Uh, they were both unsuccessful in killing themselves. So worst case scenario. Um, I don't. Well, I don't know about that. I I feel like that's insensitive to say at that point. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend to know their lives. They're a bunch of characters. Uh, that's that's it. That's it going on. I got the bathroom remodel going on. That kind of sucks. But uh, haven't shim, really shim, made shim. much progress other than stupid little things and um, like shims. Shims. Yeah, that's it. Fun. Yeah. Fun time. I got, a lot of, I got yeah, I got a lot of nothing. Played some more Luigi's Mansion. Didn't really play much more of that stranding yet. Uh watched football and the Saints lost because they choked. Um watch, you know, Yankees offseason. I've got a problem. I've got a problem, uh, Matt. What's that? I'm I'm addicted to baseball. Have they started their like spring training no, preseason? That'll be, that'll be next month. End of next, next month, month, I think. Uh yeah, yeah, I gotta. It's a problem. We're gonna go to some games this year. Oh, we're one hundred percent going to a game, at least one. I, I, whether or not I drag you with me, I'm going. I said it last year. I am one hundred percent doing it this year. In June, they play the Cubs, and they haven't played them since like 2014 or something like that. And because it's an interleague game, so it doesn't happen that often. Like there's interleague yeah. games throughout the entire season, but they haven't played the Cubs for a while. So mm-hmm. it's going to be cool to go see the Cubs. I'm going to try to get to one of those games specifically. There was a Cubs fan scouring through the baseball cards today. I'm sure there was. Had the hat on. Dead giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what team you like. <laughs> Way to hide it. Uh, yeah. So it's it's a it's an addiction of. I need to get down to a game. I, I've debated flying to Tampa to catch some spring training games. Uh, I'm not going to do that because I don't think I can find a cheap enough flight where I can justify doing all of that. Uh, so it's just going to be, you know, get to get to Yankee Stadium, watch some games. June sounds like a good time. And then postseason sounds like a better time. But, you know, funny. Yeah. Uh, and then that's, uh, that begins the problem. You know, then it's news. And it's baseball cards, and that you know that, that uh, that's an itch. It's you know cocaine's you know scratch the neck. <laughs> you y'all get any more than baseball cards? Uh, I think my problem is that I like l- real life loot boxes. If I enjoy the contents of in, in which that I'm the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The loot box in which the environment I'm opening it. Like when I would do Overwatch ones, I was like, all right, that's kind of cool, but like, yeah, it doesn't mean too much to me. But I still enjoy the game or whatever. But I, with baseball ones, I'm like, I love baseball. I love the sport. So no matter what, it's cool and it's fun. Pokemon and like Yu-Gi-Oh and football and whatever. Those are the only ones I can think of for opening cards. Uh, football, like, okay, kind of cool, but like, I don't, I don't, I like football, but it doesn't. The cards don't mean anywhere near as much to me as the baseball ones do. Yeah, I think hockey, that's just whatever, true in general, basketball, like... whatever. I'm not into those sports like I am baseball. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I literally have no idea what any value even would be on those cards or what I would be pulling if I even looked at them. 
I make the joke that I'll watch the Yu-Gi-Oh! first season all the time, and I will send Yu-Gi-Oh! cards in our text messages as much as I can because Dewey gets the references, and I know he hates it. I love it. Then Pokemon cards, I'd have some idea because at least if the card was shiny, I'd be like, ooh, shiny, might have value. (laughs) Other than that, don't know what the meta is, but I don't think Pokemon has actually changed in how you play the game the way Mm -hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh! has. So I think I could sit down and still potentially play the game. Not well, but I at least understand base rules. So those ones... Pokemon and baseball would be the two things I've opened. That being said, I have not bought. Ear just went. It's ringing. Great. Uh, Pokemon cards would be cool to open, but I'm not about to go buy any of them. I would much rather buy baseball cards that I'm actually uh, attracted to. That's the wrong sentence. Uh, That I'm actually enjoying opening. Where Pokemon would be something where I'd be at PAX with Dewey and be like, we should buy a box just for funsies. Yeah. But yeah, so it's been Mm -hmm. that. Been playing out of the park baseball, playing the show. You know, uh, AGDQ is going on right now. Awesome games done quick, raising money for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. If you're listening to this, it means you have less than 48 hours to go check in and donate. They're up over $1.2 million at this point, I think. They are streaming seven days starting last Sunday, so they'll be ending. Uh, Sunday the 11th, no, 12th, and they've been going for 24 hours a day just speed running and streaming games and raising money for Prevent Cancer Foundation, so it's been doing great. It's always a fun time. I enjoy watching a lot of it, even when I don't understand the game at all, because Did you, some um, of the people are cool, some of the, like, the methods and stuff are pretty cool, and the skill level is pretty high, too. Do you remember how long it took them to get through the Outer Worlds? Less than 25 minutes? Yeah. I believe there were just parts where they're like, and I jump over this fence here and I move on. And I was just like, okay, yep. All right. That was interesting to watch. There was a part where they pickpocket one of the guys. There's like a door that you have to go into behind somebody's desk or something for something. And so they pickpocket the guy, then run to the other side of the door. The guy runs by, opens the door and they just walk into the desk and they're like, oh, there's half the game gone. And I was like, why? What? What? Yeah. (laughs) I'm still gonna. I still want to play the game. Like the speed run didn't ruin anything for me because I want to be there for the dialogue and, the, and like the world building. It, and stuff, it gets. But. It is fundamentally different depending on how you play the game. Right, and that's the other thing is every person I've heard has been like, "I played it this way" or "I played it this way," and I'm like, "I'm I'm, I'm curious now. Well, how do I want to play it? Probably close to the same way as you, but that's not the point." Uh, yeah, and that's really been that's been it. I still I draft the fantasy baseball team tomorrow. In a Dynasty League, that's going to be absolutely insane. And I'm looking for another one. Dynasty League, I don't need to explain this really, but Dynasty League is basically like playing real-life GM. So I'm going to be drafting a team of 20 Major League players and 20 Minor League players. Okay. So I'm going to have a 40-man roster. And I'm drafting not only for winning now, but I'm drafting for the future as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So I would try to draft prospects that I think are going to pay off in a few years to replace some of the older players in my in my major league line, you know, stuff like that. It's an interesting time. It's the first time I've done it. I've done fantasy baseball stuff before, but not dynasty like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try it out. So who are you, who are you doing it with, though? It's a bunch just of you? randos. Oh, a bunch of random. Random. Yeah. Uh, random league. The problem I have, it's a free league that I'm doing it with. The problem I have with this current free league is that it's 24 people in the league. Mm-hmm. Which is 40 roster slots. So when you do the quick math, 
zero like uh 400 some odd players that's not even that's not right right hold on zero six one 24 times 40 oh no sorry 24 times 20 zero eight no zero eight 480 minor league players Mm -hmm. after the top 100 i don't know anybody so we're gonna be digging to the bottom of the pool taking shots on guys who are like i might have heard his name once he might pan out and you're just i might as well put those names on the wall and sit here and whip darts at it because i'll have no idea what i'm drafting so it's gonna be a fun time anyway shall we uh move on to the new releases uh yes shall we now move on to the news yes (laughs) we can we can go back to bullshitting later but i feel like we're gonna have uh some stuff to discuss even though there's not much news we're definitely gonna have some moments i've got a couple rants planned right when i say when i say planned i mean i think i'm gonna rant about a few things but as far as what I will say is not exactly planned. I don't have a script in front of me. All right. But, All uh, right. yeah, I'll let you go ahead and start, and then I'll take number two. <clears throat> two. Pokemon, Sword, and Shield will offer new content for players to continue their adventures with an expansion pass. Game Freak announced this week during a special Nintendo Direct. Uh, the expansions will release in two parts. The Isle of Armor. In the Crown Tundra, set for June 2020 and fall 2020, uh, respectively. There will be two different versions of the expansion packs to reflect Sword and Shield. Uh, Rather than starting a brand new adventure, players will be able to continue their journey using their current save data. Uh, The first expansion, Isle of Armor, will introduce players to a training dojo and mentor, Mustard. Colonel Mustard. He was in the training dojo with the candlestick. As well as a new fighting type Pokemon called Kubfu. Not gonna lie, Kubfu looks pretty sweet. The Crown Tundra, meanwhile, will focus on exploration and include a new co-op mode. In addition to new areas to explore, characters, Pokemon, outfits, and more, the expansions will also add new legendaries. Both areas will appear in-game as seamless maps, much like the game's wild area. Though Game Freak promises both will be even bigger than that already huge space. Uh, More than 200 previously unavailable Pokemon will be added to these new regions. Uh, Game Freak will also continue to release free updates, including one that will allow link, Link trades and Pokemon Home integration. Shall I begin... I or shall I'm I assuming go step by step. This rant, there's. I'm assuming there is a rant relevant to this. So. Oh, there is. Let's go step by step. Okay. Let's start with. But I'm sure it's going to be relevant. The expansion pass is thirty dollars. Good call. So let's start with the thirty dollar expansion pass that you have now paid ninety dollars for an. Int- well, you potentially will be playing ninety dollars for Pokemon. I am included in this potentially buying it, but I'll get to the rant part of that and why I'm not the one that should be attacked. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to get expansions going to release in two parts. Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra sent for June 2020 and fall 2020. Now, some stuff did, I believe, get released right now because I did have an update on my Switch for the game. 
yeah, I think there, there was were, like, some um, small like new Pokemon raids, stuff like that. Yeah, and I think uh, I don't know if it's happening now or soon. There's a Pokemon from the Isle of Armor that's supposed to be catchable in the game. Yes. So cool. We get we get two new areas and stuff. First off, first Pokemon I believe with DLC. A little weird. It breaks the mold okay. for Pokemon is what I guess I'm saying. Mm-hmm. No other Pokemon. You're not, you're not playing your Pokemon on your Game Boy and being like, oh, there's a new cartridge out that works with it. No, doesn't happen. Yeah. So that's just an you know, interesting, interesting idea. Two different versions of the expansion packs to reflect Sword and Shield. Okay. I don't know exactly what that means. I didn't watch the direct either. So this is, you know, me being misinformed probably by an idiot. Uh, but I'm assuming it's the same way that there is sword and there is shield. So then the expansion packs, if you have sword, you buy the sword expansion pack. If you have shield, you buy the shield expansion pack. Probably also, I would assume exclusive Pokemon to one and the other. So you'll have to trade to get everything. My guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's scroll back a little bit. Uh, I don't know what the training dojo and mentor mustard are for. Other than maybe they're in the air, those are the, what the Isle of Armor is centered around are those things. Kubfu, though, him and his evolve form, which I don't remember the name of, look awesome. So I'm pumped for them. Because I'm all down for a new, I don't really have a favorite fighting Pokemon. So I'm down for getting a new one. Crown Tundra, cool new exploration mode. I don't know what this new co-op mode is. I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, that that part seems interesting. Uh, obviously, I'm all about new areas to explore. Characters, which I assume you just mean regular NPCs, so whatever. Pokemon, more Pokemon are always good. Outfits, don't care. I don't give a shit, but I'm sure somebody does. Uh, expansions will also add new legendaries. Interesting. Don't know what that necessarily means. Old legendaries or new, new legendary. We'll see. Uh, Seamless maps. So I guess there's potentially going to be more wild areas. So I'm not sure exactly how they try to to work that one out. And here's the part that we're going to start the rant with. More than 200 previously unavailable Pokemon will be added to these new areas. And Game Freak will also continue to release free updates, including ones that will allow link trades and Pokemon Home integration. Uh, so I'm going to skip over the 200 thing real quick. Uh, link trades, cool. And Pokemon Home integration, we didn't hear anything about Pokemon Home. So we're like, well, what's going on? Pokemon Home, ready for it. We'll see what happens. The diagrams of how you have to get every generation into Pokemon Home, though, pretty bad. But that's expected because you're trying to pull stuff in from Game Boy and yada yada. But let's retrack back. More than 200 previously unavailable Pokemon... What does that mean? Remember Dexit? Yes. No. Dexit was when we discussed how they weren't putting all the Pokemon in this game. Okay. Yeah. And how people were furious. Yeah. And people were on, there was a hashtag trending on Twitter that a camera was like Game Freak lied or something like that. Yeah. Because it was everybody bitching and Dewey was part of this. And that's what I was calling him out for in our text conversation was bitching about not them not putting all the Pokemon in having the national Pokedex in the game. Yeah. So now they've said, all right, we'll add 200 more and it's $30. 
Now that's the real minimalist way to look at it. I understand they're adding more things than just 200 mm-hmm. more Pokemon. But for everybody that bitched before this game was out, bitched months in advance before this game was out, that they weren't putting the national decks in, and then they saw this direct three months after the game's been out mm-hmm. and went, holy shit, this is the greatest game I've ever seen. I'm going to give it $90 now, and I'm going to completely ignore the ass that I was before the game. I'm biased, clearly, because I'm not a fan of Nintendo generally, but this is the type of shit that irritates me with Nintendo fans. Nintendo, I should say Nintendo fanboys, because it's very specific. Where, like, if any other company were to pull this, because for them to be making those decisions before the game launch. And then this, these expansions and what they showed and everything like that and the release window, these were clearly planned well before the game came out. The decision to not have Pokemon in was clearly made so that they could put them into the expansion right. for incentives to get the expansions. Like, if any other company were to pull that, we would have, like, shit like the most downvoted comment in reddit history we'd have ea things running around again yeah and don't get me wrong love nintendo i will probably buy this but i didn't give a shit about dexa Mm -hmm. i've sent the kylo ren meme kill the you know let the past go kill it if you have to Mm -hmm. because i want them to move forward with new gens like always give me new pokemon because for the while we were just getting omega sapphire and alpha or uh, Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby or whatever the hell they were and mm. then you know Black and White 2 and like, mm. we were getting a lot of weird uh, remakes and I yeah those are years ago whatever Let's Go was still Let's Go was cool but it was Pokemon Red and Blue again and I'm like alright can we do give me new things I want new things and people are screaming for a Gen 4 remake before this uh, Pokemon Direct and I'm like I want new games if those are supplement to that, that's fine. But if we're not going to put new games out because we're just living on remakes of the old, then what the hell are we doing here? But it's the it, the part that pisses me off. And it Dewey's the only like personal example I can actually mention because I know this happened in multiple conversations with us mm-hmm. in person and otherwise. And it it was he was so vehemently against it, against the game for Dexit, against the game because of who the team that was making it, because he hated the Alolan storyline and stuff because he didn't finish that game. Mm-hmm. He's and he had a bunch of hate reasons going into it. Also knew he was going to buy it straight up though, so he he was like, "I'm going to hate this, but I'm buying it because I like Pokemon." Yeah. Then then we get through the game. I still see him logging on and playing it and doing all the raids and stuff. And, you know, he – I'm going to see if I can pull up the exact quote he had from our conversation when I said it. Because I was like, I want your your direct – you know, what are you, what are you truly feeling or wanting to say? Let me scroll back that political stuff. That's not what I was looking for. <laughs> Politics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I said it. So in five months, you've gone from this game is going to suck because Dexit and the same people that made Alola to buying it and giving it 30 more dollars and then saying it's the best Pokemon. 
And he's like, that's subject subject to change. But uh, the story was way better than I thought it uh, thought would be. And he did like the G-Max after finding out how it worked. And the free roam area is cool. Playing with other sucks, which agree. Uh, but they but they said they will make co-op lobbies. Okay. So, but either way, that that's a 180 degree turn. Yeah. In public public opinion, yes, it's one person. Yeah. But he's not alone in, I'm assuming, pulling this thing. It's just like, ah, you people... I just I want you to have accountability. Yeah, you said X. So if you're gonna flip to Y, acknowledge you should apologize for X. Yeah. My I just my, don't. My like, bad that I freaked out so hard. Mm-hmm. I should have waited till I played the game. You know, yada yada. Yeah. It's all I need. Mm-hmm. Will it happen? No, no. It won't. I just. <sighs> I don't know. I haven't played the game, so I can't make the call of whether it was worth $60 and whether, you know, you have enough faith to buy into an expansion for another $30. My problem is going to be a lot of the a lot of me buying into the new expansion is going to ride along what other things am I also playing at that time. Yeah. Like, can yeah. I justify Which, spending the $30 mm-hmm. if I'm not done with Cyberpunk or That whatever. makes sense. Because there's gonna there's a lot coming this year that I don't know if I want to spend thirty dollars to go hunt Pokemon when I have to play Ghost of Tsushima or you know all these other mm-hmm. Last of Us and I still have to finish the Walking Simulator Death Stranding. My issue with uh, see it like it's it's funny because like I never factor those things in because like I tend to well you don't play games I well that too <laughs> but when I do play games I burn them like. I chew through them like I yeah. play them until my eyes are bleeding and I you know But even then I still don't think you've really done that with a game like true I guess the extreme version of that example is Dragon Age. That one's probably the worst, but like to recreate something like that is just not I mean possible. you sat down and spent 160 hours in that game in I think 7 or 8 days. Yeah. And like Outer Worlds the 15 hours. I probably put about twenty hours into it. Okay, twenty hours. So mm-hmm. over the course of, I don't know. See, I didn't, I didn't play it all continuously like I did with Dragon Age. It was over. It's it, like fifteen percent, yeah, of the time you put into Dragon Age. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's that. That was your true sat down, spent way too much time with the game. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a game that's like caught me that well yet recently. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe Assassin's Creed, like. I did put a lot of time into that game in a short amount of days. Yeah. So, well, you also did reach the point where you're like, "All right, I'm over level. I need to finish the game." I ran around and killed everything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move to number two. Get me off this Pokemon talk. CES 2020 was this week. Sony is continuing to spoon feed us information on the PS5, and this time they revealed, you guessed it, the logo. So crazy. They revealed the logo. And besides that, small form factor PCs are also seeming to be the trend, along with some other things we're going to highlight. Matt, I want to know your thoughts on the new, brand new, never seen before, freshly designed out of whatever million dollars they're paying one of their graphic designers, PS5 logo. I mean, it's truly breathtaking. Uh, Let me... 
If you if you haven't seen it, I can describe it to you perfectly. I can't right. wait. Picture. I mean, I've seen it, but I, I'm going to close. You know, I'm going to close my eyes for this. You let me know. All right. Now, picture the PS4 logo. Hmm, okay, I can see it. I can see it. Now, just delete the four. And so it, put so a, it just says PS. Yep. Okay. And then you put a five there. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So PS five all together, right there. Yep. Same font. It's incre- and that's, that's it. incredible. It is. That it's, is. It's wow. design perfection. I mean, if it ain't broke. So the CEO did comment on it. Oh, so did he? He did. Uh, what's it? Is it Jim Ryan? Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, he said that he acknowledged the people's commentary of the logo online. And he said that they wanted uh, f- some semblance of consistency. You got it. So <laughs> You literally like, hit backspace on a keyboard, hit five, and then hit enter. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Something else. Man, that I, I, I appreciate if they're like... If they had made the joke of it while they were on stage, it would have been way better. Yeah, it would have been if funny. They were, like, if they were just like, "We want to show you guys the new logo," and they put the PS4 one up there, and then they just go, "Watch this!" And he snaps his fingers, and the four just turns to a five, and they're like, "Behold, look at our genius!" That'd be very like Devolver Digital. Of yeah, I, but Devolver has great press conferences. They do. They do. Um, I mean, that's I guess that's subject, but <laughs> I love their stupid shit. It's great. Yeah. It's the best part of E3, usually. <laughs> the last few times, yeah, it is. <laughs> I my favorite one that I saw was the was the old school logo we were talking about earlier, where it was the uh, the P with the like old the school P P S logo, and then the the sat shadow was a five. Yeah, I like that one. Or doing uh, like the five in front of it, mm-hmm. in front of the shadow stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's uh, that's part how of me, I, I feel about that. Uh. So yeah, let's. Let's I don't talk know if about you wanna... this. Oh yeah, we're gonna. Go. I'm going step by step through okay. these. Yeah, I did cliff notes. So, oh, do you? Oh, you have cliff notes? No, like I just those were the interesting things that I thought were on there. So, go oh, for it. Okay, <laughs> go for it. Uh, Alienware decided to follow in the steps of the Switch and made a portable PC running Windows 10. Yeah, I didn't look at it. I didn't look into it at all. I just saw that it was. Basically, switch format, and the controllers do pop off the sides. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. Concept. I was like, here we go. Ooh, yeah. Yep. Uh, but, it's, you know, it's running Windows 10. I'm sure it can just do everything. I don't know what uh, graphic architecture they're going to have for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're running another one we're about to talk about. I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So. But that would also help if we read and researched before we did this. But now we're true. just going to give you There's the, just too much at CES. There's that's so the much problem. at CES. I mean, if if we ever went to CES, I could live stream for 24 hours there and not cover everything that's there. Yeah. Like, you were pulling up stuff that I didn't know. Was I literally like, typed uh, CES recap and started just clicking links that yeah. looked good. I saw a bunch of uh, the PC side of things. Like, I saw a bunch of cases... From the different brands that they were like, they're working prototypes. Yeah, and these new three hundred dollars case, yeah. that's a full crystal case that if you touch yeah. it, it shatters. I'm really curious to see because the trends this year were clearly s- small form factor. Oh, 100 percent. And I just can't imagine a the, lot of these products being like really consumer friendly or like taking off mainstream. So. I can't wait for the the rubber band effect. When yeah. three years, everything's big form factor again. Yeah. And they're like, you guys wanted small PC, 
PC cases. What if we got you one that's four feet tall by three feet wide, mm-hmm. and you can play an arcade machine while your PC runs? And you're like, Ugh. it's and kind of Matt, Matt's just. <laughs> I just see him twitching, just like no, no, stop it. I want a small, tiny black case. That's it. Maybe, and if the black case weighed four hundred pounds, that'd also be great. Because as Matt buys his PC case is heavy. <laughs> That one PC case you bought, man. Whew, I think Which like one? The 50-pound tank. The one you brought here that we were going to swap your PC into, but it didn't fit for some reason. There was something about it that didn't fit. I don't remember why. I just didn't. I don't think I liked it. Yeah. It was an all-black one, and you brought it. And it was it was like 50-something pounds. Mm. Oh, was, yeah. It was, okay. full, it was full metal. Yeah, it was a full. I remember now because that one was uh, – there's – there's multiple sizes of that case. Yeah. And I bought I bought it when it went on some ridiculous sale, and that's why I bought it. And I bought it not realizing it was the full ATX version and not the micro ATX version. Yeah. So and I was like, well, I don't want this. Case. Like, just this brick. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't want this thing. <laughs> but yeah, so Alienware, we got a new, we got a, sw- a PC switch. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Concept, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how it uh, how it all works and what their price point comes to be. Because that's the nice thing about Switch. Switch your three hundred dollars or less if you get the Switch Lite. So, yeah, that was the, that's the part of this that I'm referring to. With uh, I'm wondering how much of this goes mainstream, right? Because the prices on this shit. Well, a lot of it at CES too is you're not going to see it for two years. But yeah, the prices are like if you want to start right now, fifteen hundred dollars gets you this, and you're like, uh, do people just walk around with wads of cash in in CES, and they're like. <laughs> Listen, for $2,000, I hand you this display right now. And you're like, sure, yeah, here you go. I don't, I don't understand. Uh. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. That's all right. Just, you know, texting. And That's all right. I'll, I will continue. No, uh, yeah, go, go for it. Okay. Um, next up was the Intel NUC element. Um, running its uh oh god what is the name they put on that Intel NUC it's a two word name what's the name of their processor uh core no what I did not it's oh not, uh the not, coffee it's not, not it's not coffee lake it's, it's not coffee uh, lake it's not devil something it's a two word name yeah it's all of them it's a lake though I think it's a lake this time isn't it Devil's Canyon is it Devil's Canyon I think it's Devil's Canyon hold on. You keep doing. You keep. All right. So talk. Intel showed up. off their new NUC concept. Um, they showed their NUC Nine Extreme, I believe it was called, and it's interesting. The concept is interesting. So the Intel NUCs are their small form factor, like their really small form factor PCs, and now they've switched it to basically a card. Go ahead. Ghost Canyon. Ghost Canyon. It's now a card with the CPU and RAM and everything on it that slides into a PCI Express slot on a chassis. So the card itself is basically the computer. The chassis houses the card, a power supply, and then has an extra expansion slot. So you can put like a graphics card in there or a capture card. Um, And the idea is that like if you want to upgrade your PC, you pop the whole card out. You get a new card to put in, but you could also, if you're a little bit more tech savvy, you could replace the CPU on the on the card socket and all that. It's an interesting idea. So have you ever have you ever see, played with a NUC? I've never played with one in person, no. So I've played with quite a few now having swapped jobs. Uh both the old school well, I guess what now would be the old school style where, you know, they're about yay big. Yeah. Like a four by four square, mm-hmm. uh, only like an inch and a half high. Yeah. And they're just little boards. You can fit an SSD in the box and that's about it. Yep. Still pretty powerful for what they were. Mm-hmm. Then uh, somebody bought the ones before this that are much larger, about yay big, by still only like six to seven inches across probably. And then... Mm-hmm. Still like yeah. an inch and a half high. They they always reminded me of like a modem. Very close to a modem. And those things were absolute beasts. They were running i9, 9900Ks in them. Or 99, i9Xs, I think they were running in them. Mm-hmm. They were pushing out they 4K. Are like, they were pushing out 4K graphics. They were stupid. Those ones might be the ones that are devil something. I'm not positive. Yeah. These ones are that the new version of those. Right. And these ones are back to the cubish style, though. Mm-hmm. And every time I see Nucks, I'm like, man, I want a Nuck. Yeah. What would I do with it? Don't know because I'm not going to game on it because this, that knock is what, 116? That's of my, my case. point uh, with this is like, so they were, Intel was, it, well, it kind of feeds into it. The other product that was related was Razer made a, uh, their version of the Intel knock using the knock element called the Tomahawk. And they are billing it as a gaming machine. You would just purchase as a gaming machine. And Intel, to a certain extent, had their setup in that same format. I don't think anyone in their right mind would buy... Like, not right mind. I don't want to say that. The people who are buying these are going to be very specific... Enthusiasts. Yeah. Very specific niche products. 
And like the majority of the money they're going to get is going to be from like people like the companies you work for, you know, like that in, aren't doing gaming on them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're using them for some sort of production workload or whatever. So it's just, it was just interesting. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's, I've, I've always wanted one only for the fact of, I didn't realize on the initial square ones at the time being the, the child that I was and not having my hands on with them and stuff. You could just throw SSD. I'm like, oh, you okay. I could just throw a giant storage bank in this thing and use it for whatever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then I see the more powerful ones. I start seeing stuff like this. And I'm like, oh my God, NUX would be great. Yeah. I get rid of that thing and replace it with a NUC. And they're like case is useless. Yeah, the issue they're is like they're, a, they're a much higher powered Raspberry Pi. And Raspberry Pis do great for what they do, but the NUCs are just much more powerful and much more expensive. Yeah. So expensive. Yeah. That thing is getting replaced at some point. I need to figure out what the size of my board is in that, and that might be a whole new case. That's a small form factor, yada, 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 that yeah. just gets sat somewhere as a server in the house. Mm-hmm. But I need to make sure I get the right board size because the parts in there aren't bad, but that case and power supply and stuff need to not be used anymore. Love the case. It just, you know. It's dated. It's time to it's time to kick it off the cliff. <laughs> Give it a Viking funeral. Hit it with a fire arrow and watch it go. Anyway, let's move the on. The office space treatment. Beat uh, it up with baseball bats in the woods. <laughs> a mix of that, and then I was also thinking of uh, Witcher mission. I think Witcher 3 uh, in Skellige, they put a bunch of bodies in like wooden boats, and they push them out into the ocean, and then they launch a fire arrow and light them on fire. Oh, nice. Viking funeral. I'm pretty sure that's in The Witcher 3. Anyway, uh, AMDs. Uh, actually, you know I'm going to skip that one. I'm going to go down to the one that also till, still ties into what we were just talking about. The Intel DG1 is Intel's first discrete graphics graphics card in decades. Not ready. Sorry, when, was our, when was our last one? Do we know? I don't know. I think it was 20 years ago, though. So was it 1999? Yeah, it was. So like, it's three decades, technically, because now we're in a new one. Yeah, I guess you could Maybe say. Maybe it's four decades, because 99 would have been a different decade, and then 2000, 2009 is one, and then 2010 to 2019. So it's four decades, Matt. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, <laughs> that's, call, that's like a callback to the last episode, when you were talking about how you're going to count the decades however you want. That's true. So 2015 to 2005. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. My joke's over. Not ready and not actually a discrete GPU. It's actually an integrated GPU for a CPU, which Intel does integrated stuff all the time anyway. So yeah. They showed it at CSS, C- CSS, at CES, and then they were like, but it's actually not what you think it is. <laughs> they basically, These are not what you think they are. <laughs> they took their next-gen uh, graphics I don't know, whatever component they, they have in their normal CPUs. And we're like, oh, we'll just stick it on a board and turn it into a discrete one and play with that for a little bit. And then, which they're, they're, I get it. It's a slow process. Yeah, they're on their way. But we've talk, we talked about CES last year for Intel doing GPUs. We've talked about Intel doing GPUs, I think, on this show two years in a row now. Yeah. Well, I don't mean this year and last mm-hmm. year. I mean, like, I think we talked about it in 2018 as well. Yep. Which they're now saying, like, you know, this is the first iteration. We're not, we're going to have a consumer, like, level graphics card in, like, maybe three years. Yeah. We're still working out the kinks before we're truly ready. Uh, let's uh, let's roll it over to their competitor, AMD's mobile chips. 
the 5600 XT and a $4,000 CPU known as the 3990X, a 64-core, 128-thread CPU. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, that's some power. It's a, it's a little bit of power. A little bit of power. $4,000. I mean, my computer's not worth $4,000 as a whole, so... They- <laughs> Being, uh, you know, cute, they actually MSRP'd it at $3,990. Oh, of course they did. Yeah. Not 99 cents, though? Nope. Uh, and they have updated the FreeSync branding. Yeah, what does that mean? There's three, level of, three levels of FreeSync now. There's uh, FreeSync, FreeSync. I'm going to fuck this up because I don't remember what they called them. But it, there's FreeSync, FreeSync Pro, and FreeSync Ultimate, I believe. I like it. And that doesn't seem like it should be a thing. It it shouldn't. Uh, it's definitely not as clean as just having one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it adds in... Uh, what's that? The top level one adds in HDR and uh, their low frame rate compensation. Okay. Which is, I believe, like the low frame rate compensation is like something that's like built into G-Sync automatically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it was one of those things that, like, a lot of monitors, for whatever reason, weren't uh, compatible with, weren't supporting with regular FreeSync. Fair enough. And NVIDIA and Asus or Asus? I never remember. Uh, I go with Asus. Asus. I like it. Right. Um, I think I looked it up one time, and that's, like, how they pronounce it. So. Asus! That's just how I'm going to always hear that now. Uh, NVIDIA and Asus announced Asus ROG Swift. Oh, God. Yes, I hate you. With <laughs> yeah. 360 hertz. That's the name. Oh, God. Wait. <laughs> Asus ROG Swift 360 hertz is the name of this? All yeah. right. So ignore the name. The name sucks. I'm, uh, <laughs> NVIDIA and Asus announced a new monitor, period. A 24.5 inch 1080p. 360 hertz gaming monitor. Totally unnecessary. Totally unnecessary because at a certain point you stop being able to see it. But what do you think the numbers are going to be for a price? I don't know. I, arm I, and leg, Matthew? Or I just probably. arm? Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up real quick to see if there is a price because I didn't, I didn't check. There probably is one. It's um, supposed to apparently increase your flick percentage by 4%. Flick is a term of shooting. You flick shot somebody, but yeah. That actually reminds me of a funny story I wanted to talk about that's not really like super important. But um, this podcast isn't super important, so do as you wish. Uh, so you know how they AMD announced the 5600 XT uh, graphics yeah, card? Yeah, I just read that a story ago. Yep, and they have their, their current top-end, top-of-the-line one that they have is the 5700 XT. They don't really have a true... Top of the line graphics card. I should, I guess, clarify. Was that a graphics card? Yeah. Okay. So the 5600 XT is a graphics card. Yes. I didn't say that during the beginning. So it that's what it matter. was. Um, oh, I informed the people, Matthew. I know. Okay. So it doesn't look like there's a price on this thing yet. Probably, um, pro- probably a good thing there's not. It's probably over $1,000. Probably. Uh, or close to like $800. Yeah, it's it's based the monitor's basically for like professional gamers. It's not really meant for like yeah, your shrouds, your you know, docs, your IEM Katavitses. So there's this rumor going around that AMD's working on a top of the line graphics card to compete against the twenty eighty TI from NVIDIA. 
and everyone's calling it Big Navi. Uh, <laughs> Navi's the is, is, is the, the small Navi, <laughs> little Na- Navi. Why don't they call him Little Navi? They can just have they can, with Navi's the architecture na- name for everybody naming themselves stupid rapper names or a little something. Little Navi. Well, Navi's the architecture name. So for the graphics cards right now, for context, so uh, a benchmark popped up. Uh, like you know those open bench. Like in in long story short. A benchmark popped up. People were saying that it's it's AMD testing Big Navi, and it was seventeen <laughs> percent faster than the twenty eighty Ti. And I I knew I was following it on Reddit, and people quickly debunked it as being like a it's actually like an error in the benchmark. They were testing one of their higher end mobile chips, mm. and for whatever reason, the benchmarks like fucked up. And but news articles p- picked it up, of course. And I was watching through the day as it got reposted and reposted that the percentage number kept going up higher and higher. So the first one was accurate, 17%. And then by the end of the day, it was being posted as being 30% faster. <laughs> and I just thought that was like the funniest fucking thing. My favorite is watching a news cycle play telephone with itself. Like every well, news. Just calling back to each other. Yeah. Every, well, not only do they just call back to each other, they call back to each other incorrectly. Yeah. It's like, hey, Matt, did you hear I increased my performance by 5% this weekend? And then you'd go and tell somebody and be like, did you hear he increased his performance by 7% last weekend? And you're like, that's not what I said. (laughs) And then it just gets back to me where somebody's like, hey, so I was wondering, how did you increase your performance by 75% last weekend? And I went, how did it get to, I said 5% means I watched half more of a TV show. Where do you think I gained another day? <laughs> like, so funny. So funny. Anyway. Also, speaking of new things and CES, because we still have more things to talk about, Samsung Odyssey G9, which is a much better monitor name than the other one I read, is a 49-inch monitor with a 1000R. Matt, explain that to me. Curve. Uh, so curves are me- measured. It's like basically like a percentage of radius or something like that. 1,000 is not a percent, Matt. I know, but 1,000R <laughs> is the curvature of the monitor. Like, mo- most monitors, I think, are 1,800R. So, it's closer to a flat monitor than anything. It's more curved, I believe. So, 1,800 would be a flat plane. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're being purposely difficult here. <laughs> what? what is a flat plane? I don't know. I don't know, bro. I didn't make this up. What's, it, what's your 1800? What do you say most monitors are 1800? What does that mean then? Most, most curved monitors? Most curved monitors are 1800R. So. as uh, my understanding. <laughs> That's why I'm not, I'm not being purposely difficult. <laughs> I'm trying to actually understand what the context you gave me. Uh, You're like, 1800 is most monitors. I was like, so what's a flat plane? That's Most monitors are flat. <laughs> All right. I see the confusion there. Okay. I'm sorry. And then you're like, wait, so 1800s curved, but a thousand's more curved. So it's like zero on an axis. It just a fold at that point. Okay, so apparently, I don't know. For whatever reason, the high, the lower the number, the more extreme the curve. I assume it's an angle thing. It's Probably. an acute angle. I guess that just makes me wonder: is it actually closer to 180 degrees edge to edge? Like, you know what I mean? Like if you drew a, if you drew a flat plane mm-hmm. at the edge of the does it 
wrap your eyes close. You know what you know what you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. You're wearing a Jordy, are you wearing a Jordy LaForge visor? Or is it flatter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an answer for you. More flat, whatever, grammar Nazi. Um somebody said it, I just called them out. I don't know who it was. I haven't looked into curved monitors enough to be, uh, I'm always a intrigued. Good I'm always intrigued because people at work have started getting them, and they're 34 inch double of them. So they're mm-hmm. starting to build this absolutely stupid, yeah, 70 inch wide, not really, but curved around them. Well, whatever. When I was replacing my monitor, I looked at them briefly, mm-hmm. but they. I would only do it if it was a 34 inch ultra wide like that. I wouldn't just. I wouldn't curve that 25 inch. I just wouldn't do anything for me. I couldn't justify it because there was also you- a problem. They were more expensive, right. and there's way more pixels to push. Yep, which means you get new cards. Yeah. Anyway, that uh, that resolution is five thousand one hundred and twenty by fourteen forty at two hundred and forty hertz. So, in case you're curious, you don't need three hundred and sixty. You just get this one. And I'm sure they're completely equated in price because that was a forty nine inch monitor. The other one was a twenty four and a half. Oh, so, I'm getting, you know, that's going to be like a two thousand dollar monitor. Oh, 100%. And I want one. So, Samsung, please. <laughs> uh, these two things I called out, Matt. Uh, if you want to click on the bottom one, I'll click on the top one. But as I'm reading this one to you, mm-hmm. just kind of thumb through uh, what that is. It's not anything too exciting. It doesn't light up the world. Uh, but I want you to thumb through for the prices real quick. I know roughly what they were, but also that should be your, your key highlight. Uh, the one I'm going to call out is Samsung has a bot chef, which will cook food for you. And this quote, com- or this, uh, I'm going to read a little bit of the article from Tom'sGuide.com on it. Uh, let's read the first paragraph, potentially the first three paragraphs. Anyway, Tom's Guide, go check their article out on it because it's the one I'm using. There's nothing like having an extra pair of hands, even if they are attached to a pair of robot arms descending from a kitchen cabinet. And as unsettling as that might look, Samsung's bot chef could be a glimpse into a robot-assisted future in the kitchen. These robot arms are studded with sensors and packaged, or, sorry, and packed with enough intelligence to chop, dice, stir, and even operate other kitchen gadgets using nothing more than voice commands. So, you know, it can uh, turn on a stove, some dice up some stuff, That's stir far more. some stuff in a pan, rummage through a drawer for some other stuff, squeeze some stuff, load up the coffee machine. You could just wake up and be like, robot, coffee. Robot makes coffee. Boom, you have coffee. Did you not need to press that button on the Keurig? No, you're lazier than that. Robot does it. Uh, these arms, it's two arms, each about two and a half feet in length. I don't know what my arm is, but my arm, I'm pretty sure, is longer than two and a half feet. How tall are you? Six feet, right? Six. It, I don't think mine works that way. I think my arms are longer than I am tall, but I'm not positive. I like to I say, don't I, like to say I'm, I like to say I'm six foot. I don't know. I think just, here's the thing. Does this look? Does this look as tall as I am? Yes. All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe a little bit shorter. Really? I think. Yeah. I don't know. We did. There's a tape measure behind you. Here, just do. Nobody's going to see any of this or know anything. I just want to know what two and a half feet is. From shoulder to tip of your finger. Shoulder to tip of my finger. Two feet, four inches. It's two feet, four inches. So I'm two and a half feet, basically. I'm gonna basically, add, I'm going to add two I'm inches. Add two inches. Yeah. I, do, I do everywhere. From collarbone to. I do everywhere else in life. So <laughs> <laughs> zing. Don't we all. Two plus zero is two. And uh, 
so yeah, I'm roughly, I mean, yeah, I'm roughly two and a half inches. Is what I almost just said. <laughs> <laughs> roughly, my arm is two and a half feet. Yeah. So it's you get two of my arms. Yeah. To prepare food for you. Sounds great. Where do I beep, sign boop, up? Beep, boop, beep. Was there a price? Did you say a price? I don't I'm, know. I was thumbing through the bottom of the article and I did not see one. Uh, some other sensors, some stuff. Uh, some guy apparently during the demonstration. Uh, oh, they have three finger hands. Interesting. So these are basically the things from Iron Man that Tony Stark uses in his in his uh, garage. Yeah, pretty much, kind of. Uh, I think those ones were longer. Apparently, so once again, you should read this article at Tom's Guide. But uh, the presenter asked the chef to help him make a salad. The bot responded through a speaker, presented a selection of options of recipes like on a display. And then you could choose one. The bot outlined what needed to be done next, and as it diced up things and uh, asked the other stuff, asked the other person to prepare other ingredients. Interesting. Uh, they also showed off how it could learn new skills on the fly, and so it asked uh, the presenter asked it to make a cup of coffee. It responded that it didn't know how, and then the assistant then told it to download the skill. And a few seconds later, it learned to it learned the ability to load a pot into the coffee maker, place a cup underneath, and then boom, press the button, and boom. This is I want to know kung fu. Oh, I know kung fu. <laughs> I mean, it was basically that. Uh, and just for your own for your own reference, Matt, there is a picture. Of the arms. That's very interesting. There is no price. I would assume $5,000. At least. I wonder if it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, it's a concept and it's not the final version. Oh, it's probably definitely that. And it's also probably only in Silicon Valley people's homes. Oh, yeah. Rich people, for sure. Well, yeah. Or just the tech dev that built it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's not going to be... You're not going (laughs) to show up in my house and I'm down there talking to a bot anytime soon in the kitchen. I want to meet the first... You know someone's going to be like... At some point, someone's going to do something terrible with those hands. Oh, 100%. But can you imagine, I mean, think about what we would use it for, just waking up, like not me. I'm going to use specifically you because I don't drink coffee. But you just wake up in the morning, you're just kind of like, oh, make coffee. And then I'm like, you're that lazy you couldn't just press the, because it's a pot already. You just press the. All right, and then you just forget that it ever happened because you didn't interact with the bot at all. So now there's just a hot cup of coffee sitting in the coffee maker, and you've been wandering around the house the rest of this time. Like, I don't know. And then you get back to your coffee, and you're like, it's cold. Oh, shit. <laughs> Co- chef, bot, can you microwave coffee, please? <laughs> no longer hot. <laughs> uh, what a world we live in. What a world we will live in, Matt. Maybe the 2020s might be the year of immediate automation. Listen, not if uh, not if some some world leaders and events have anything to say about it. Looking at you, Iran. We're not getting tinfoil <laughs> hats on, Matt. Okay. I left it downstairs. Um, all right, the one I got here is an article from uh, Engadget about the Echelon Row. Now, Matt, you and I love a good rowing machine. I do love a good rowing machine. I'm kind of insulted by this rowing machine. I'm slightly insulted by it at the same time, but at the the exact same sentence, I'm like, can you imagine? I've got a garage. We could put two of them out there and row next to each other or behind one behind each other as if we were in a large Mm -hmm. rowing competition. Just I I have a beautiful rowing machine. 
that doesn't it's not as fancy as this one first clearly. off all beautiful is a, a loose definition you have a nordic track from the 90s listen that thing's or like 80s fantastic and it's not a well, i can't even remember what the name of it is i'm pretty sure it's a nordic track it's not it's not a nordic track you're a liar it's not we are not can you read the article i don't no, want to argue I'm looking about up rowing machines <laughs> I'm looking up rowing. That is not going to get uttered again this year. I'm looking up rowing machines. I'm pretty positive. I thought it was. It's a concept. It's a concept B. Oh, B. Sorry. (laughs) Still doesn't get used. It doesn't. I know it did did a couple times. It's not fair to just call you out for that, but... Well, I have that specific rowing machine for a certain reason. But I also know you do have a rowing machine. I do. And I do not. I am I I wish I had a rowing machine. Currently I have the ability to row, but I don't have like the slide seat or anything that makes a rowing machine nice. Mm-hmm. Uh we got can... that one fairly cheap. Like and the reason why I picked that one up was because that was the same rowing machine I used in high school. Ah. And um I like its aesthetic value as well. I like how it looks. Um, well, good news. I like how this one looks. Now I'm running into the problem where uh, it won't let me. It, <laughs> it website went away. And it, oh. won't let me, it got offended that I was insulted by it. So it's doing this. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I remember, though. I remember about it. So the, the big deal. I'm intrigued because you read this for about 10 seconds. So it's the uh, I mean, so did, echelon, I, so did I before I put it in the dock. <laughs> it's the Echelon rowing machine. That's true. And it's... it's uh, Deal is it uses mechanical resistance, and it can have up to, I believe it said, 36 settings, and they're controlled on the handle. Ah, the okay. resistance is controlled on the handle. Um, I, don't know about, I don't know about you, but I'm usually a guy that likes a, a pretty good resistance. See, this is my issue with the with this particular rowing machine. Let me finish uh, okay, talking yeah, about yeah. it give me, give me the stats. Give me the stat right. page. So, they are selling. It's Indiegogo. They're selling a headless version, which I'm assuming is without the display. Like right, you that can, is that, yeah, that's without the display for nine hundred dollars. It was like eight something, I believe. I think eight thirty nine to be exact. Yeah, but yeah, nine. Well, ballpark nine hundred. And then they had two other versions. The most expensive being uh, just think shy eight, of sixteen hundred dollars. I think eight thirty nine was the early adopter price for the headless, and I think the other one the article says is a hundred and or a thousand. 1100 and some odd for yeah, the it was 11 and change for a headless version but not the early adopter version mm-hmm. and then the 1600 dollars one was the one with the monitor i got it i got it pulled up now we got it don't insult it again. Uh, it's gonna go away uh, <clears throat> yep that's you're correct so eight th- eight eight forty for the headless and early adopters and then um like 1200 and 1600 post Indiegogo, it'll be uh, $1,300 for the headless version and then $1,600 for the one with the screen. And the deal with the screen is it also has a uh, subscription service. Similar to like the way Peloton, I believe, yep. works. Exactly. And Where it's a 22-inch can... HD touchscreen. And it looks like you actually can, I think, row through rivers and things. Yeah. So my beef with this rower is the deal with rowing machines is not resistance. It's consistency with the it's supposed to be a cardio workout more than anything else so okay so you are the it's maintaining pace right so resistance isn't really doesn't really matter too much it doesn't but i want to feel like i'm pulling something you know what i mean yeah i don't want to feel because when you are rowing in a boat 
there mm-hmm. is resistance. Yeah. You are not you if if you pull the paddles out of the water and do it with no resistance, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> that's true. Um so, so I, a lot of the higher end rowing machines use air because that's like the closest you can get to like without using water. Right. There are some ones some that actually use a combination of air and water, which is kind of interesting. Um but basically my issue is the resistance thing and the fact that it's it probably who knows if it does a good job of simulating that feeling of water. It probably um, doesn't to exactly water, but my guess is they're using it as a rowing machine the same way that you would have a rowing machine at the actual gym where you'd be swapping weight plates out on rowing machines because there are, you know, cable rows and stuff like that that are not a rowing machine. Mm-hmm. There yeah, but this is like other methods of rowing, and this is just a way of doing those same things but giving you a pretty screen to look at at the same time type of thing. Where it's like it's it's not – it's a rowing machine, but it clearly was built with the idea of not just being a rowing machine, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. Um, like, listen, this is a rowing machine. But, like, it's not. It does a lot more things. But it's a rowing machine for anybody that looks at it wrong. (laughs) I just don't agree with this concept, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't, like, it just doesn't. I I guess I get where you're coming from. I don't get the point. I want the resistance. Are you, like, I'm not a guy that gets on a bike, a multi-geared bike, and shifts to gear one in bikes. That does nothing for me. Put me up in, like, the teens, potentially. And let me let me feel like I'm going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Same thing with rowing. If I have no resistance, or even even on a bike, right? But like a, a a stationary bike. If you don't have resistance on a stationary changing the bike, resistance like 32 times on a rowing machine, like it's 32 fundamentally times is way, is too many for me. Like I I agree that that's too many. Like you I go faster, you slow down. That's how that's how you change your workout on a rowing machine. Right, but on what I want. Then you don't to, want a rowing machine, is what you're saying. feel <laughs> something when I'm pulling. Yeah. If I'm not feeling that actual pull, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I've done to, like, pull starters before. You know how if you don't, if you don't feel anything on a pull starter, mm-hmm. you'll snap the cord and yeah. just be left with an engine that doesn't work now? Mm-hmm. That's what'll happen. Yeah. Which... It might not. I'm not that strong. This and is, that's going to happen on a rowing machine. But I mean, like that's where this I would is get to my. The point. You're getting to my issue with this thing, though, is that the reason why air rowing machines are so popular is because the harder you pull on them, the harder it gets because it's you're moving air. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So like I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know about this, and it's expensive. Like, it you is. can get it a high end regular rowing machine. For like, but can I get the screen? I guess I guess you need the screen, don't you? I don't know, you you tech freak. Listen, here's my thing: <laughs> if I got a cheap enough rowing machine and I put it out there, eventually what I'm going to do is I'm going to mount a TV out of that wall out there, <laughs> just so I can watch something while I do mm-hmm. things. Just so I have something to. Yeah. Because if I don't have anything to distract me from the fact that I'm working out, I'm going to hate myself because I'm working out. So, <laughs> which isn't how it's supposed to work, but I need the, something to distract me. The rowing machine I have. If clearly, I kind of put my VR on and just. That's not a bad idea. I don't uh, have VR, but I mean. Clearly, the rowing machine I have is old. I have a little mini, like it has a little mini display on it that, you know, you can do stuff with. And it has, I'm sure it just gives you like stats, I assume. It does, but it has games on it too. Oh, jeez. And like, they're the goofiest little stupid games ever, like fishing games. Yeah. And like. It's all based on your pace 
and like maintaining pace. Well, and what like, I what I want is you to come into the garage with me while I row, and then all we were doing is you were playing a fishing simulator on some laptop, and I just got us out into the middle of the lake, and then you have to catch a fish, and then I throw us back into shore, mm-hmm. and then we just do it again. Yeah, and okay. that's my entire my my own middle mini game. Is I row us out there, you have to catch a fish in a different game, mm-hmm. and then I row us back in. Or we go with the VR headset thing, and I'll get a rower, you know, I'll bring the rower over, you get a rower, and they'll put them like end to end, like we're in a rowing boat, like a like one of the <laughs> fucking speedboat things, the racing rowing boats, or the fuck they're called. Yeah. We'll put the VR headsets on, and then we'll just like, we'll just be in the Olympics. It'll be fantastic. I like the way we just we just I like I like every part of this except you're like we just put the VR headsets on and then we're in the Olympics and I'm like we didn't discuss what's on in the VR headsets or anything else we have just put basically goggles on and said we're in the Olympics. All right, so we put VR headsets which, on which, which, and we no. create an experience where we're being chased by like I don't know <laughs> fucking and our Jason were, or something. Our choices were a robo. And, and he's rowing after us and we got to go. <laughs> we got to fucking go. Then what is it, Scooby-Doo? There's the, the, Scooby-Doo is the only time where you'd see Jason exactly. in a rowboat looking behind you just like... Huh, huh, Sounds huh. great. Let's do it. That being said, I w- I'd be down to row. Row would be fun. I don't need to go to a rowing class. That's too much. Like, yeah. you know, those guys those guys are, you know, pick well, it up. Half the reason I got the rowing machine, I used it a few times, and I forgot how, how fucking difficult it is. <laughs> like... I was like, oh, yeah, rowing machine, that'd be great, you know? And, then, like, people, I look it up online, crack form, all that, and everyone's like, yeah, rowing. It's like, you know, it's a full-body workout. You know, it's great cardio. It's second only to, like, swimming as far as a full-body full workout. And but I love me some swimming. Sounds great in the old in the old mind palace when you're thinking about it. And like, oh, I'm going to get into shape. Yeah, you then- sit on that thing, and you row, and you're like, I've been rowing forever. And you look at your watch, and you've been on there for five minutes. Not even. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, like I'm gonna fucking kill myself, but yeah. There's nothing like a good a good row in which you just roll off the machine because you weren't off that far off the floor to begin with, and you're like, I'm now here. Yeah. This is where I am. Yep. Uh, I need to get back in shape. Anyways. Rowing machines are, I think, the longest thing we talked about out of CES, which is not really bizarre. What I was expecting. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, I could talk about the AMD shit for a while, but that's boring. No one cares. I mean, we talk about that stuff all throughout the year anyway. Yeah. We'll talk about it more when it matters. Right now, it doesn't matter. But yeah, that was a... Uh, what are we at? We're, we're way over, aren't we? I mean, we're, we're way way over our fifth, 16. Well, I did throw the DICE Award nominees in here and the GDC Awards nominees, but we so can just, just not say, do let's those. Let's just say both awards have had nominated, they and we'll go nominated. over the winners when they happen. Yep. And the uh, last thing, real quick, is Dallas Microsoft sales veteran Veronica Rogers has if joined PlayStation. A, oh, I was going to say, if this is a sales report, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> uh, she's joined PlayStation as the Senior Vice President of Business Operations. Uh, the new role is part of Sony's Interactive Entertainment's reorganization. Um, she will report directly to President and CEO Jim Ryan. And she will lead PlayStation's go-to-market strategy, and her responsibilities will include handling the sales operations for both physical and digital, as well as PlayStation's growing subscription services. You uh, added that without telling me. Really so, yeah. Knocked those an update, so. All right, cool. That's, That's interesting. It. Just, you know, for some context to the PlayStation team and who's going to be doing marketing. Everybody's moving around. Moving around. Like ships passing in the night. 
uh yeah that wraps it for us um once again if uh if you want check out some sweet speed running and donate to a good cause of prevent cancer foundation uh agdq is happening until sometime on the 12th and then uh california's on fire so if you have any money you want to donate not california to... is on fire oh so, shit sorry australia i mean california is also probably on fire california but... might still be on fire but australia is definitely on fire and it's worse than california and the amazon um so if you have any money and you want to throw it to uh our mates down under either the red cross or i think there's a bunch of other uh charities and stuff to help them out they uh could really use it while their entire continent burns and millions of animals and everything else die. I think it's, they're at a billion now for animals. Yeah, so let's say uh, billions of things die, and it's terrible. So if you have a little bit of money, go ahead and toss it their way. That being said, we will see you. We will No, we won't even see you. Honestly, we don't hear you either, but you'll hear from us. Next week, if you click play on the episode, if you didn't click play, you're not going to hear it. But you know, if you know how it works, podcast, you, you click play, you hear us in seven days from now, probably, unless you listen to it. What I, bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.